As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now, now, now. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Obscurity Now, the show where we take a look at weird pieces of media and we decide if it should be tossed into the black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or remembered for the rest of time. My name is Steve, and I am one of the hosts. And with me is one of Johnny Quest's uh, forgotten Hispanic friends. It's... It's uh, Yahel. And uh, how are you feeling today, Steve? I'm feeling great, man. Happy to be here uh, talking about Johnny Quest uh, with you. How about yourself? I'm feeling surprisingly violent, much like the real adventures of Johnny Quest. Oh, man, it was so good. <laughs> uh, I mean, well, not not saying that the, you know, the show as a whole was good, but the violence. Ooh. It yeah, was it, was, it was a surprise for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. Like when... Uh, like the the cold open oh man when uh when race had that massive gun i was just like ah yes 90s <laughs> 90s violence oh it was uh it was the best um but uh but wow uh, but before we get uh too deep into it uh what is your uh relationship slash uh history with one johnny quest I mean, I remember like the old, old Johnny Quest mm -hmm. show from like, I, I guess like the 60s and then I think they did another one in the 80s. I, I feel like that used to air late at night, maybe on TV land or Nick at Night or something. And mm -hmm. uh, I caught a couple of them, but that's really about it. I was never really into it as a, as a kid. How about you? Oh, yeah. I loved uh, Johnny Quest. And you're right. The, uh, the original one uh, aired in the 60s. I have the date written down in my notes, which we'll get to in the... Uh, in our section coming up here. Uh, I loved it. I especially loved it because of the, um, I guess, the animation style. I feel like Johnny Quest is like the 60s equivalent to like Batman the Animated Series. Just because like the animation style is like so good and uh, it's just taken so seriously. Is that too, is that too insane to say that? No, no. I mean, I, I think that makes sense. Uh, the The animation like is... You know, it, we've watched now a few of these like cartoons from the 90s and the mm -hmm. animation was, uh, I would say, probably the best um, uh, in terms of quality. Right. Well, I'm I'm speaking mostly about at least the one from the 60s. Uh, we'll talk about the one from the 90s here. Oh, in, uh, OK. In a second. Oh, excuse me, Steve. Yeah. yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm such a young, hip, cool man that I, uh, <laughs> just assume we were talking about what's fresh and current. 1996. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And boy, was it fresh with their awesome uh, CGI. And uh, and oh, yes, uh, yeah. this is uh, this is part three of our uh, exploration into uh, virtual reality. Uh, if you missed our past two episodes, um, last episode was on uh, VR troopers, uh, which <laughs> really had very little to do with virtual reality. But it had yep, yep. VR in the title, so we VR had in the title, so good enough for us. Yep. Yeah, and uh, prior to that, bar. a uh, very obscure Fox show, uh, VR Five, um, which uh, yeah, definitely check those out if you uh, have. Is it, is it VR dot five? That's or is it VR five? I mean, 
it was spoken is VR5, but if you like looked it up in the TV guide or on the internet, right. <laughs> which what we have now, it's VR.5. Uh, but yeah, very weird. It sounds really lame to call it VR.5. <laughs> Come on, baby. I got to be honest with the... you. VR5 doesn't sound that cool either. <laughs> <laughs> but there's five of them, man. You don't just get one VR. You get five right. of them. Uh, hey, we've got uh, in the sorry to interrupt, Steve, but in the mm-hmm. chat, I see we've got Tony Stark 630 who said that it was on Cartoon Network at night right before Space Ghost. Yeah, I, I remember that. Those were halcyon days or nights, yeah. however you want to look at it. Um, but yeah, if, if you guys have missed uh, out on VR month, you can jack in with <laughs> <laughs> by mm-hmm. so in the uh, and uh, Johnny Quest, when they, for those that don't know, when they go into their VR thing, which is called like Quest World, they say that they're going to jack in or something like that. I mean, doesn't everybody <laughs> say that when they're going to, you know, go into the web or the net or yeah. any sort of in yeah. the 90s? Like that. Yeah. I mean, it's jack in. Uh, like we're really jacked into Twitch and YouTube. Right? We're just all kinds of jacking. You and I. Right, right. And uh, what we're actually looking at here is the uh, second episode in uh, season one of The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. Uh, I actually sat down and watched the uh, first episode of The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest. And it was good, but it resembled more of like a classic uh, Quest episode. (laughs) There were actually ghost pirates and everything, but it was missing one distinct thing that we needed, and uh, that's why we're not talking about it. There was no VR, baby. The people, they want yeah. their VR, you hell. It's, it's the mid-90s. You, <laughs> VR is the wave of the future. It's going to solve all of our problems, <laughs> uh, satiate all of our sexual desires. <laughs> it is VR, and we got to present it to kids now. Right, absolutely, and people want to talk about it here in 2021. So I, I made an executive decision. I was Because normally we talk about the first episode, the pilot episode of these, uh, of these cartoons, of these TV shows. I was like, no, we got to have our VR. So here we are talking about episode two of the real adventures of johnny quest are you ready to jack in yell i am ready to get jacked (laughs) let's do it (laughs) welcome to your feature presentation all right fantastic um so here we are. We got our nice little uh, photo collage going here. Um, there was a... I've always wondered, I guess, prior to the real adventures of Johnny Quest, when I was younger, I was like, why aren't there any Johnny Quest action figures? Well, after the real adventures of Johnny Quest, there were. And um, oh. yeah, so... And then after that, there was never anything else. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, so... The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest um, premiered in 1996. Ah, there we go. And this specific episode premiered September 3rd. Oh, I'm sorry. 97. September 3rd, 19. Ah, shoot. I've got VR Troopers. Jeez, what are you come doing on, get here? It to, get it together. I know. Steve. Sorry, Jesus Maya. I'm Christ. just so excited. All right, here we go. August 27th, 1996 was when this episode aired it is called escape to quest world that's how i knew we were finally going to get some sweet uh vr action you hell it's right there in the title and for those who don't know quest world as you hell explained earlier is what they call their like 
the virtual reality world <laughs> that they go into. Yeah, I guess. And, uh, yeah, we're using that with uh, quotation marks uh, for those who can't see us. And um, uh, The Real Adventures of Johnny Quest itself uh, ran for two seasons from 1996 to 1997. And uh, the synopsis for this episode is pretty poorly written, but I'm going to go ahead and read it anyway. And it just goes, An old enemy falls victim to his own weapon, a nerve gas, which threatens to leak out of his lab and destroy others. And um, I had a really Mm -hmm. hard time finding... uh, who actually directed this episode. And I think that has a lot to do with um, the uh, the course to actually bringing <laughs> the real adventures of Johnny Quest to reality. It was quite a tumultuous one. And I don't know if you noticed in the IMDb, but from one season t- to the next, they like completely switched like not only voice casts, but people really? you know behind the scenes as well. Uh, so anyway, for directors here, I got it's either a guy named Mike Milo or a guy named Davis Doy, and they both worked like uh, throughout uh, you know the history of Hanna Barbera on like Scooby Doo, as well as on like Care Bears, which I know was not Hanna Barbera and other classic right. stuff like that. And uh, as far as uh, writers on this here episode, we got a guy, uh, and again, they're all pretty much veterans of the game, uh, Richard Merwin, uh, and he has worked on uh, a show we did an episode on, uh, (laughs) New Adventures of He-Man. I'm sure he doesn't want to be remembered for that, but um, I'm just going to throw it out there anyway, and G.I. Joe Extreme, so make sure you check out those episodes, and oh, this jumped into my head. Yeah, hell, not too long ago, mm-hmm. and I want to do an episode on Phantom 2040. You remember that? Phantom 2040? Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, the other writer I is... I remember it existing. I don't think I really watched it. Oh, I, I, I loved it. The, the video game wasn't that great. Oh, I never played it. I'm, I'm just a, uh, you know, Phantom 2040 purist. Only the cartoon. <laughs> um, uh, another writer is uh, Peter Lawrence. He was the writer and story editor. Uh, he worked on the Thundercats reboot of 2011, which is great if you've never seen it. That weird uh, troll TMNT ripoff called Stone Protectors and uh, Pirates of uh, Dark Water. And this is all based off of uh, Doug Wildy. He's the one who created Johnny Quest. And uh, he also uh, worked on the art department for a little mm-hmm. show called Exo Squad. Thought I'd throw that in there Ooh. for you. Ooh, Exo Squad. And uh, I don't know, it, was, it wasn't really clear why they put his name up here, but they put in a Joseph Barbera characters. I guess as in he owns the characters. Uh, okay. Yeah. And uh, of course, the production companies behind Johnny Quest, The Real Adventures, are is. Cartoon Network Studios and Hanna-Barbera Productions. Uh, so uh, we got a star-studded cast here, you hell. Why don't you take it away? Um, sure. Now, uh, before I get into the cast, Steve, I do want to uh, just kind of go over what was hot Please. and popular. Set the, the tone. Time. So um, as you mentioned, this uh, debuted uh, late August of 1996. Mm-hmm. So I uh, just picked out a couple things. Uh the number one song in August of 1996, at the end of August, uh, I'll give you a clue, Steve. It had it was extremely popular, and there was a dance that went along with it. Oh no! Is it? Um, it's not crisscross, is it? Jump, jump. No, no, no. This is oh, no, achy, breaky heart. 
Did that have a dance that went with it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm asking for real. I don't know. It did. I don't know, Steve. I'm Puerto Rican, so I wasn't privy to that information. Well, uh, you're, if you weren't in the mainland at that time, you're a very lucky man. Uh, I give up. Why don't you just tell me? Uh, it's Macarena. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I hated that too, so. Well, <laughs> and then the number one movie uh, in the country uh, was A Time to Kill. Uh, it had just unseated Independence Day. Oh, that was uh, going to be my first guess, actually. Yeah. 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 Had, had this debuted uh, a few weeks earlier, we would have been singing the praises of Bill Pullman and his ability to give a fiery speech, uh, to the world. (laughs) It's funny. We went from killing aliens to like possibly racist, like courtroom drama. Wow. The nineties was a crazy time for movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, getting into this cast, as you mentioned, it's a pretty star-studded cast. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got – I feel like I didn't even have to look up to know that Frank Weller would be in this. Mm-hmm. I just, it's a 90s cartoon. Frank Weller is in it. Welker. He Welker. Ba- yeah. He, Welker, sorry. Uh, he plays uh, Bandit mm-hmm. for 40 episodes. Uh, some guy I have never heard of called Quentin Flynn is Johnny mm-hmm. Quest. Mm-hmm. J.D. Roth. Uh, who I remember J.D. Roth kind of hosting like game shows uh, yeah, on yeah. Nickelodeon and stuff in the 90s. That. And he, he hosted like Video Power. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if you remember that, I like do. video game show. But uh, yeah, J.D. Roth plays, uh, it also says he plays Johnny Quest. So I guess like that's when they did the switch. Right, yeah. They have him for season one and the other guy did season two. Yep, they have almost the exact same amount of episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Benjair, Benjair is Haji. Robert Patrick, Terminator, the yeah. T-1000, or whichever T he is, uh, <laughs> he is Race Bannon. Mm-hmm. What a fucking name. <laughs> George Seagal is Dr. Benton C. Quest, who also gets replaced later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as I'm reading this, <laughs> basically, like there's like twice the amount of cast that there should be. Those are the main people that stood out to me, aside, of course, from the second person who played Dr. Benton C. Quest, John Delancey who you may know as Q on Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, nice. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and... There we go. Ah! Oh, no! We've just entered another Star Trek connection! Ah! Well done, buddy. Um, I don't know if the bumper's done. <laughs> <laughs> it's done. All right, so um, yeah, he's not the and and then there I did look at just like the overall cast for like other episodes, mm-hmm. and I saw like there's some other like pretty big names that pop in. Um, you've got uh, Mark Hamill that pops in for a few episodes. Lucy Liu, oh um, nice, is in an episode which I was kind of surprised about. Um, there was also another Star Trek veteran, Michael Dorn, aka Worf. Um, Jennifer Lean, who also was on Star Trek Voyager later on, she pops in for an episode. All right, Steve, I was just looking for uh, for Star Trek people. <laughs> and uh, Jerry Doyle, who uh, plays Michael Garibaldi on Babylon 5, is in it. Wow. Uh, Tara Strong is in it uh, at some point. So, yeah. Uh, Andreas Katsoulis, which is another like well-known sci-fi Star Trek Babylon 5 actor. So, yeah, they had a pretty interesting uh, cast of people that they would bring in. Yeah, the 90s was like... I don't know, I guess the golden age of like 
Turner, who I guess, you know, who obviously owns Cartoon Network and eventually bought out Hanna-Barbera. So I'm sure they were cutting checks, you know, left and right, you know, just like they were doing in WCW. Uh, you know, yeah. he was uh, just like uh, Eric Bischoff was for old WWF talent. Sure, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much the cast. Sure, yeah. All right. So uh, you ready to get into this thing? Um, let's get jacked in. <laughs> Jack me, Steve. All right. So uh, <laughs> we got a um, cold open here. Takes place in the past in uh, 1978. And this is great because, like, of course... When Johnny Quest first aired, it's in ni- you know 1960 whatever. So already you know you've got a weird timeline going on here. But yeah, that's uh, you know whatever. Just put all that stuff aside. Uh, so 1978, we got a race, and he's a I guess he was a police detective all along, which I think is great. I always uh, liked uh, race, and um, this just uh, fills in his uh, backstory, which of course you know in the old days they never really talked about the backstory about really any of the characters. It was just, you know, they just went around the world and got into adventures. And uh, uh, so, yeah, um, he signals to the tech boys to trace this call. He's on the call with uh, with this guy we figure out later. His name is Jeremiah Surd. They attempt to, tra- they get the trace. So race and a SWAT team head to this pier with some huge guns <laughs> To take out this <laughs> Jeremiah character, a huge firefight breaks out. Race um, gets the drop on some goons. He finds this Jeremiah guy who is like, basically he is a scientist who he's got nerve gas uh, hidden in the city. Race uh, says, uh, let's have a chat. Because um, Jeremiah, he challenges him. He says, you know, you're not going to shoot an armed man. And of course, uh, Race, he's a, he's a hero with ethics. And he's like, you got me. And, you know, let me just stop right there. It's like, what do you think of like the new sort of like cowboy race, like compared to the original one? Do you even remember really the original? Much of, I don't really remember much of the, of the original, to, to be honest. So, or, uh, well, what do you think of the current one so far? Um, I mean, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, you know, at this point, seems pretty generic really um, i mean because i thought they i mean they did a good because the original race i would say is pretty generic and bland uh they you know this way he's more of like a oh you could say oh race is obviously from texas or something like that and they put yeah. in all these weird little like i don't know uh, texas little get, good yeah, old boy phrases true. and whatnot um that's but it, true but yeah but we'll get to those i always thought he sounded a little bit like bill clinton back in the day um yeah i can see that, I can see that. <laughs> which uh i don't know listening to it now is really kind of funny um but anyway so uh so yeah race lowers his gun he says let's have a chat but the um swat team bursts in anyway a shot rings out. Uh, Jeremiah gets um, shot anyway, and basically he ends hey, uh, up. I I I don't think that that's something we should gloss over. Like people actually get shot. Yeah, yeah. This with is bullets. um. I mean, I guess they were the original Johnny Quest. I would say was pretty uh, handled pretty adult for you know for the time as far as animation was concerned because. You know, everybody back then, and I guess still now, always assumes that, you know, aside from Japanese animation, I guess, that cartoons are for kids. And this is no exception. They're definitely trying to go for, I'd say, a 13-plus demographic here. 
And uh, yeah, people are definitely getting shot in this. And there's some uh, really great animation going on in this uh, cold mm-hmm. open. Um, like uh, he ends up getting shot again. Um, and the last shot we see <laughs> is uh, mm-hmm. this is all very like a noir, uh, very cinematic uh, is through mm-hmm. Jeremiah's POV is like race walking like towards him. Like the whole shot goes sideways, and um, he—I can't remember if he says something or—and then the whole thing um, closes, like his eyelids close, and that's it. And basically, it's just that's the last thing he sees. Like so, you know that he blames race for the whole thing going sideways. And uh, I mean, basically, I think it's a great cold open. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was uh, a lot. I was not. I did not have high expectations coming into this, uh, and uh, yeah, the cold open was really good. And honestly, like somebody actually getting shot really got my attention, because you know, me too. In GI Joe, uh, there's like millions of bullets shot, <laughs> and there's zero people who ever get hit by them. Right. Well, it's and weird. Here, they're yeah. they're not even bullets. They're, they're just like red lasers. Yeah, lasers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, when when Race jumped out of that car with like an actual sort of legit looking gun because like right usually they always sort of like rearrange the gun to where they look like ridiculous looking lasers or something i was like Mm -hmm. whoa whoa real adventures of johnny quest is just too real yeah yeah Uh, so uh anyway um present now we now cut to present day a demolition crew is uh, knocking down the same buildings that they showed at the beginning um in our cold open and uh as the ball hits one of the buildings, the uh, I guess we can assume that they never found uh, Jeremiah's uh, nerve gas. And, yeah, well, they uh, tell us that they never found it. Right, yeah, they, they tell us later that they never found it. Oh, yeah. Um, the ball uh, hits it, out comes some nerve gas, and... <laughs> The uh, the workers they die a pretty horrible death like uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty gruesome um, L- and- like the like the one guy like you see his face is all like jacked up from yeah. it and then the other guy like I, I get it, I know this won't sound violent to people <laughs> but if you watch it and you keep in mind this is a nineties kids cartoon like mm-hmm. the other guy the way he dies he like ends up stat so he starts to stagger and it's, he goes head first into like a um, I, I I don't know like like whatever device was like controlling the crane for the wrecking ball, right? But he goes into the windshield and like the windshield like cracks, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's it's just a nice little touch. You would I didn't expect it. Yeah, yeah, it very really well done. Very cinematic uh, for sure. Um, and uh, oh, there was something I was going to say there. Oh well, I forgot. Uh, and so now we cut to uh, the quest compound and uh, race and the gang, or I guess I should say, well, I, I don't think they showed Johnny at this point. Race uh, and the gang are having a Skype conversation. I guess back then you could just <laughs> say it's a vid chat with uh, Commander Bennett, who tells Race that uh, Jeremiah Surd, um, the guy from the beginning, in case you forgot. Uh, he died 20 years ago. They couldn't find the nerve gas until now. And uh, somehow, the race is going to be able to help. They, I feel like they weren't really clear. Um, they were asking for his help somehow. Um, and then uh, we see, uh, um, of course, he says yes. And we see a heads-up display that shows where the quests are departing from and where they are going to. In this case, uh, Chicago, Illinois, <laughs> which is kind of weird because, like, you know, in the old days of original quests, they were always going to these, like, exotic locations on the other side of the world. But here it's just, hey, we're going to Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, so now they're in uh, Jeremiah Surd's lab. Um, Race tells the non-ginger Dr. Quest he doesn't have to come Mm -hmm. along, but he says that Race um, has saved his life so many times he couldn't just bear to let him do it by himself. I could never find any information why they decided to make um, Dr. Quest not a ginger in the real adventures, Um, but it's just something that is a hardcore Questiac, I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to live with it, I guess. Um, I mean, I remember maybe, uh, some market research. Maybe maybe they did like a uh, what do you call it? like those like like a focus group with some right. kids, and kids are like, yeah, we don't like uh, gingers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that must be it. Uh, but yeah, I, mean, I remember watching it even back in the '90s, and I was like, why isn't Doctor Quest's head red anymore? But whatever. So uh, together, they start to search Surd's lab, and they trip a sensor. And, you know, this is when some things start to kind of fall apart. And, I mean, there's like, uh, and there's a, there's a couple of logic things that go on in this. The, you really have to, like, put your, um, what's it called? Uh, Suspension of disbelief. Yeah, in a box for a couple of things here throughout this episode. And it's like... You know, they have the technology you'd think they would have scanned ahead of time for, like, traps and whatnot. I mean, Dr. Quest is this, like, genius. Um, right. But, any, and also, you know, Race is this uh, tactician. You'd think he would have already just, you know, it's like, uh, Dr. Quest. Oh, wait, I'm, hey, Dr. Quest. I think I smell a trap, you know. I, I smell a, a fox in the hen house, you know, one of those things. But whatever. For the sake of the script, they trip a trap. And um, release some nerve gas. Uh, it's okay. They're wearing these suits. But then they make sure to tell you that the suits are only good for a certain amount of time. Uh, they also find some uh, plastic or plastic explosives in the lab. And uh, the, all this time, the kids, that is uh, Jesse, Haji, and Johnny, are all uh, watching as uh, Dr. Quest and Race are going through the lab. Um they never really bothered to explain why they brought them along, which I would say is like kind of a classic trope of the show. It's like, ah, oh, right. we just we'll just bring you along because whatever. Um, Jesse, then and this was this was kind of hardcore. Jesse, out of nowhere, oh, I know, I know exactly she, what you're gonna say. She wishes Surd was alive so she could kill him. Like, whoa! Yeah, I was like, whoa! <laughs> wow, the K word. Oh my goodness. And this, and then this kickstarts a uh, again. So th- this this makes me wonder, Steve. Sorry to mm-hmm. cut you off, but uh, have these kids murdered people? <laughs> <laughs> because she said it with the casual callousness of someone who's tasted the warmth of someone else's blood, <laughs> uh, pu- creating a puddle around their hands as they're choking them to death. Oh man! Um, if you could have seen the previous episode, the answer is. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, and so this kickstarts the idea, and I guess in their in their kid brain, I guess you could write it off in uh, their kid brain is that maybe Surd is alive. And um, so they then start hitting the books and doing research that, of course, no one else in the, you know, the American government or Dr. Quest himself or Race right. Bannon or anyone <clears throat> could do in order to find out 
if Jeremiah Surd is actually alive. And yeah, and you really have to be like, eh, okay, boys, whatever you say, uh, whatever it takes right. to get to the next action scene. They're... Like they figured out in like five minutes that he actually is alive. Right. Over 20 years, no one else could figure it out. But hey, it's right. the J man, the big JQ. Like he does <laughs> what other guys don't. Um, so they, uh, all right. And then they just leave. I, I, I swear they would have explained stuff a little bit better back in the 60s. <laughs> Maybe not. But anyway, they just leave to go on a nice little boat ride out to an insane asylum. Like, basically, their research <laughs> right. leads them to discover somehow, yada, 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 that uh, Jeremiah Surd is out in this insane asylum. So they go out there with no adult supervision. Like, this leads to another question. I'm kind of wonder exactly how old the kids are supposed to be. I imagine maybe 16, 17 Yeah, I was thinking like 16, 17 It's yeah. what it seemed like to me. So they would need to be old enough to at least drive. And I guess you could go off. Um, but at the same time, I don't know, it'd be kind of weird. It's like, all right, Dad, we're just going to go out for some fast food. I mean, I guess anything would have been better than nothing. I guess we just have to come up with it in our own minds. Uh, somehow, yeah. the big JQ and the Quests gang, they just leave and then they go to an insane asylum. They take a little boat ride. Uh, and sure enough, there is a Jeremiah Surd and he is now a uh, quadriplegic. I believe that's the proper term. Just, you know, uh, like Stephen Hawking, he just sits there in a chair. Um, he can communicate, but he can't move any of his uh, body parts or anything. And... I don't know what Johnny Quest's grand master plan here was, but he was just like, tell us how to get our dads out of, uh, out of your trap. And, uh, and he's just like, no. <laughs> like, and then, um, I mean, maybe it was his plan all along to be like, well, did you know about Quest World? Um, and uh, did you want to uh, explain where it goes from here, just so I'm not talking the whole time? Oh, I lost you, buddy. I lost you. Oh, sorry, I was muted. Okay. Uh, so they bring like this portable version of Quest World that mm. he can jack into. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, it's supposed to be like a virtual reality thing, but it's like goes over like his ear. Like there isn't like a visor, right? And like the, something goes over his ear, and then like a laser thing comes over his yes, which eyes. I appreciated that. It's not as good as the Lawnmower Man helmet. You could say it's right. an advanced version of that. We could say that right. Dr. Quest created an advanced version. Then they go into Quest World, and it is the some of the truly the worst CGI I have oh, ever, ever seen. Oh, man. It was awful, really bad. Worse than Reboot. Uh, <laughs> it is CG. worse than Reboot, because I remember watching Reboot, and I can even watch Reboot and like tolerate it. And I was watching this, and I was just like, God, they're walking so weird. And Johnny Quest's avatar like, just looks so awkward. All the avatars don't look anything yeah. like the, um, the 2D versions. And, right. Uh, the, the, the textures all have like the, the materials that they use to like texture the, um, the, the guy. What was his name? Surge or mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, it's, everything's reflective. And it's like the similar reflectiveness. So you just see like these like white reflective spots on him like all mm -hmm. the time. Yeah. Uh yeah, it just looks awful. The animation, you know, back then you can't there's no mocap, right? So they're all <laughs> hand animating this stuff. And, right. Ooh. Not good. What not good. uh when you saw it back then, what did you think of it? 
Well, I never saw this back then. Oh, really? I can oh. tell you what I, I know what I would have thought because mm. I know what I thought when I saw Reboot, and I thought Reboot looked like shit Aww. back then. And uh, I would have thought this looked even worse. Oh, take that. Uh, I mean, I thought Reboot was okay back then. Um, yeah, I thought this was like, yeah. I, actually, my question back then was like, why is this even here? I mean, again, right. as a straight-up Quest fan, I'm just like, I just want you guys to like travel the world and get into adventures. Like, I don't need this. But at the same like, time, why didn't they? Why did they feel the need to even? Okay, if you're gonna have the quest world thing, why make it CG? Like, just animate it. Uh, well, I mean, that also, it's like in VR five. Like, if you're gonna have, <laughs> it was like, why shoot it in black and white and then add the weird colors in later? It's like everyone had their own little weird versions of what they <laughs> thought vr should look like vr would be uh, yeah, yeah yeah that's so funny i uh, just feel like there was a different they, they, there was a better way to differentiate I, I get wanting to differentiate it from the regular world sequences mm -hmm. or whatever but i feel like there was probably a better way to do it well i mean to their defense i don't even know if this is defense but i'm sure somebody thought that this is what was hot and cool at the moment oh for sure and for they sure. were I mean, they wanted this to be huge. Like, why I was uh, reading in the wiki, like that, uh, you know, they sunk a lot of money into this, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't catch on. But that's another story. Anyway, so yeah, they basically they give Sir a taste of that sweet, sweet quest world. Um, they tell, and he's like, "Ooh, I can feel feel whole again." Uh, we actually mm -hmm. skipped over a fun little part when they first uh, meet um, Sir. He uh, he's like, ooh, I'm watching Scooby Doo, and uh, Frank Welker was the voice of um, uh, somebody for a while there in Scooby Doo. So, haha, <laughs> funny little in oh, nice. uh, in Hanna Barbera joke. But uh, anyway, so yeah, he goes into Quest World and he's like, oh, I can feel whole again. And um, then they take him back out, and they're like, so you you let uh, you tell us how to get our dads out. We'll I mean, really, what were they gonna do? Just let him walk around in Quest World for as much as he wants, like, or give him yeah, give him an entire like Quest World console, like with the yeah, CD attachment and a 32x, like. Um, anyway, uh, so uh, so he agrees to it. Um, I guess let's see how it goes down. Um, they um, do what he says. They tell them uh, they they tell Race to cut one of the wires. Of course, it's the wrong one. Uh, Surd uses um, Quest World to call his henchwoman, um, Julie. <laughs> uh, big surprise, you know, the, the, the villain like screws over um, the Quest gang. Um, they right. shut down Quest World. Um, they cut the wrong wire because Surd lied. Big deal. His minions come. They knock out Johnny. Um, and then they get Surd and, uh, and the Quest World unit. Um, race all at, from the explosion from the wrong cut wire race just got a cut in his suit but um, Dr. Quest using his massive intellect he puts duct tape on it and saves him uh, so, <laughs> what a genius <laughs> yeah everybody relax race Bannon is okay uh, Johnny and Jesse go back in the quest world to get Surd but of course Surd has taken over and this is another sort of uh, question that um, appeared in my adult mind. I was like, 
why is this guy who was all right i get he was a genius back in 1975 or whatever and also i suppose a chemical genius why is he the best at computers here in 1996 like uh i don't know uh i i I thought that that was weird too but i mean i i it didn't make any sense there was no explanation as to how he was able to like take over quest world and they, I mean, and these and things could stuff. have easily been fixed. Like, they could have just shown a regular computer just sitting in his room. Like, uh, been like, oh, I've, uh, you know, been sitting here on my, uh, you know, Apple II playing solitaire for right. 20 years. And I, you know, figured out how to make my own homebrew games. I'm so good at Pac-Man. I'm the best in the world. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> just something simple like that. Yeah, 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 something. But again, they only care about action here at the Real Adventures of Giant yeah. Quest. And that's okay. Um, and so anyway, uh, they go into Quest World. Sir is taken over. Um, Haji, he's like the guy who um, sits the computer and feeds them info. He takes uh, Johnny and Jesse out of Quest World. Um, but then they, they say they have to go back in to lure him out. Uh, they, and I wrote, they walk so weird. Johnny activates this. <laughs> All right, so they're back in Quest World, and Johnny goes, activate Power Sled. And now Johnny and Jesse are on this CGI, like, ATV or something. Yeah. Um, that must have been, you know, a toy that they wanted to make. Um, Johnny blows up Surd with a VR bomb. Um, when um, when Surd says, uh, how quaint. Uh, his head moves, but his eyes don't. Did you see that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that was so weird. Uh, like, how could they leave that in? Um, but I, I did notice that they had a different director for the CGI scenes, uh, than with the rest of the 2d ones. So maybe he was a hack. Maybe he worked for Tom Zito back in the day. My guess is, (laughs) my guess is they did notice what happened, but Mm. they had already rendered it. And Uh, because of how long it would take to render this kind of stuff, like you just can't go back. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you just, at the time you just can't go back and like redo it. Right. Right. Haji locates uh, Surd using his, you know, computer skills, um, and he's in, like, a uh, tractor-trailer truck, uh, so they go after him, uh, this time on ATVs in the real world, and to the extreme, because, of course, that's what was popular back then. Uh, They find him. Surd's henchman is sleeping, and uh, they basically show up, and they find, um, you know, Surd the quadriplegic and they're like you know you tell us right now um how did they get the info from him um i don't know whatever they i don't remember yeah they convince him somehow uh but still like that wasn't enough um for the writers of the real adventures of johnny quest uh they wanted us to be on the edge of our seat for one final time Johnny tells Race to cut the orange wire, but then Race is like, you still can't trust uh, Surd. He says, um, cut the blue wire. So cut the orange wire, cut the blue wire. He um, cuts the blue one, but there's still an explosion. Right. But I guess it wasn't that big. And so they call back um, Johnny it, it, it was like the clock that was counting down the 24 hours they had on their suit exploded. It was a really weird ending. Um, yeah. And uh, and it really wasn't needed because, I mean, there was so much action. They could have just had like a regular 
ending. Instead, it was, it was almost ambiguous, and then they tried to cap it off with a joke. Uh, Johnny was like, the, like, the final line was basically like, remember how I wanted you to stop listening to me? It's like, well, I'm glad, or how I wanted you to start listening to me, well, I'm glad you didn't. Glad you ha, didn't. Ha, 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 ha. Which, I mean, that's almost a trope of the original Johnny Quest, is that I, I feel like they all end up laughing at the end. So, I mean, it almost <laughs> kind of fits, but again, it's you had all this hardcore action, um, and then you ended on that. Um, and yeah. I was also kind of surprised that there was no... They never had any kind of... Um, like sort of emotional arc for anyone. Yeah. But yeah. So it was really just pure action the whole time. <laughs> and that is basically the end of, um, episode two of, uh, the real adventures of Johnny quest into the quest world. Um, anything else you want to add on that ending there? You hell. Um, no, no, or to the really. episode it, overall. It, it just, it just, uh, yeah, it just kind of like ends like it's uh, they just kind of happen to choose the right wire to cut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't really feel like anybody really figured anything out. Right. It was like that, a 50 50. That's a problem. So yeah. it, it was it was a little weird. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel like it started off like uh, on a real high note, the episode. Mm-hmm. And as it went on. And it started chipping away at the goodwill it had built in the cold open. Oh, you're you're absolutely right. Like this again, it easily could have been fixed. Like there was never any kind of uh, disagreement or anything between Johnny Quest and his dad at the beginning. Like I feel like maybe there was someone had written a scene that got edited out where. Johnny was like, Dad, Dad, like you never listen to me. And then it pays off at the end. That that's what it's missing. A setup and a payoff for the ending. Like there was no yeah, yeah there was no payoff for that ending. And so it was just sort of like wah wah. It was a it was a dud, just like Jeremiah Surd's like clock exploding, like was a dud. Um <laughs> right. So yeah, it was descending action the whole time. It started out with a great cold open, and then it was just sort of like There was kind of a uh, upswing with weird uh, CGI nostalgia, and then it sort of just tapered down uh, from there. Um, So, hmm, anything? Uh, I guess there's nothing else left to say, so are you ready to answer the question? Yep, let's do it. All right. All right, so Yehel Velasquez, do you think that the real adventures of Johnny Quest should be tossed into the black holes of obscurity, never to be heard from again, or remembered for all of time? Uh, you know, it was a little hard to tell just from this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's a lot of good stuff here, a lot of good animation. I like that it's violent. Uh, <laughs> like realistic with its violence so you know i'm I'm gonna give it a yes uh i'm gonna give it a yes let's remember it all right i agree uh 100 though this might not have been the uh best example of writing an action cartoon it started out strong uh, tapered down i don't exactly understand why i think it would be really interesting to 
pick this up again in season two and see where the chips have landed. Um, and uh, maybe we could do that at some point in the future. But yeah, uh, sounds good. for now, this will be remembered. In accordance to Obscure to Now, the most important streaming YouTube podcast in all of the internet, you shall be remembered. Yes. Good show. Good, good show. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> the last, I mean, I don't want to spoil the last two episodes, but uh, they definitely weren't remembered, so I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, so, celebrating the big, what is it, 100,000 subs over on Wrestling With yeah, Gaming? Yeah, 101,000 now, but... Uh... Oh, just like Dalmatians almost over there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I apologize for the Disney reference. Uh, yeah, I hit the uh, on the same day that I uh, hit 100,000 subs. I also had one of my videos uh, hit a million views for the first time. Wow, that's amazing. So, that's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. I feel like uh, you're gonna ascend to some sort of like golden god level here in a minute. Yes, I. I am too good for the podcast, Steve. <laughs> uh, and I'm not leaving the show, though. I'm actually canceling it. Whoa, uh, I knew we were going to get canceled. Fired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get replaced. Uh, well, I'm not going to do that joke because uh, then we will get canceled uh, in a different sort of way. <laughs> um, but uh, that's great, man. Uh, let's see. Are we, do we have one more Sunday left in this month? Where's the calendar? Um, uh, I mean, there's two more Sundays two left. Two more. In this month. Oh man, I got the twenty third and the thirtieth. Oh well, I got to figure out one more, um, one more VR related uh, piece of media to watch. But uh, for the final piece, make sure you guys uh, tune in for the Lawnmower Man, the granddaddy of all movies featuring mm-hmm. VR. I would say yes. Um, I was thinking about something else that fe- uh, I think there's a Ducktales episode, <laughs> but that's not obscure <laughs> enough for this show. There, there's a uh, there's a Murder She Wrote episode. What? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh. There's a VR Murder She Wrote episode. And have you ever seen um, that really weird David Cronenberg movie uh, Existence? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you have seen that? Yeah, mm, yeah. that might actually be worth uh, checking out. I mean, that's. Does that even count as VR? <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I don't, I don't even know what's going really on in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, There's not any bad CGI to make fun of, so I don't know if that one counts. Um, but one thing that I always forget to mention at the end here is that we're here every Sunday discussing uh, weird and forgotten pieces of media at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern, um, and we're obviously on YouTube and we stream to Twitch. And there's a podcast version, and those are available every Monday. So uh, thanks for uh, sticking with it and checking it out and so on and so forth. Thank you. Thank you. What, a, what, what a glowing endorsement of ourselves. Uh, thanks for sticking with it. That's like, uh, you know, something that you would say about like someone that uh, I don't know. Hey, man, I, I know that uh, it was very difficult like, to learn how to walk again yeah. after you lost your leg. <laughs> But I really appreciate you sticking with it. It's like, Johnny, I know you really suck at karate, but your mom and I spent a lot of money on that gi. I mean, it was like 40 bucks. And even though you get your ass beat every single time, thanks for sticking with it. Thanks for sticking with it. (laughs) We spent a lot of money on these microphones, so uh, thanks for sticking with it. Thanks, Thanks for sticking with it. Yeah. 
But uh, I think that uh, everything uh, that we have... Wow, it's just weird finishing early for once, that's all. I feel yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, make sure you join us next Sunday where we'll be talking about even more uh, obscure pieces of media. See you next time on Obscurity Now. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts. And take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscurity Obscurity Now. Now.